Hey, here we are again, Fritzberg and Blood and Faith.com, 29 January 2024. Pastors, you have to say the forbidden stuff. You have to say the things that you're not supposed to say. The greatest hindrance we have as a country is the United States of America's pastors that won't say the necessary. And we've created traditions. We've created a tradition in the United States of America in our churches, I'm sure in Europe too, is that we can't be political, that we can't offend the Jews. It's game over. If your self-censorship rules say you can't offend the Jews and you can't be political, it's game over. Jesus Christ is a monarch. He's a king. He's a king. He's not just the king between your ears and above your tongue and below your roof cap. He's a king. He's a monarch. He's the son of David. He's the king of every kings. The number one people that Jesus Christ offended were the Jews. Come on, people. It's the number one people that he offended. That's why they murdered him. Number one people that the apostles murdered, insulted, were the Jews. That's why the Jews murdered them and tried to murder them. And we live in a Christian socioeconomic ghetto where the enemies of Jesus Christ have said, say anything you want as long as it's not political or racist, and as long as you don't offend the Jews, then say anything you want. And my heart breaks because the one thing that Jesus Christ did is he said political things, and he offended the Jews. He went out of his way to offend the Jews, and the Jews went out of their way to murder Jesus Christ. It was the enmity that was in Genesis 3.15. We see that with the prophets. We see that with Jeremiah. We saw that with Elijah. Elijah lived in a society where they said, you know, we're going to serve Baal now. We're going to turn to Baal. Baal's a lot of fun. We're going to serve Baal. <laughs> you ever been to a Baal party? It's a lot of fun. And 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 you know, you know, you you know, go ahead and do your little, you know, your little God thing, Elijah. You knock yourself out. Do your little God thing. But we're going to serve Baal because that's a lot of fun. And you know, we'll we'll, we'll go to the, you know, we'll go serve God. And we'll serve Baal, and you know, it's all good, man. It's a diverse and tolerant, inclusive society. And, and Jesus Christ said, no, Jesus Christ is the God of Elijah. Man, I hope the preachers know that. Jesus Christ is the God of Elijah. He's the God of Moses. He's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Israel. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the God of Adam. Adam spoke with Jesus Christ. No man has seen the Father. He spoke with Jesus Christ. Same with all the prophets. And they didn't just delve into politics it's like, here's the law. Here's the law of the land. This will be the law of the land. It's called the Ten Commandments. And the first commandment points to Jesus Christ. That law will never change. Jesus Christ made it clear. This law never changes. Heaven and earth will pass away. Not one jot or tittle from any letter of the law will pass away. But what are we teaching the church out? The law doesn't matter. Antinomians. Law doesn't matter. We don't care about the law. Ain't no law. Jesus is a nice guy. He loves everybody. He forgives everybody. You know, just believe in Jesus, and we we treat him like a doormat. Now, in the pulpits, coming to him, he loves. I go down, I, I drive down the <laughs> drive down the road. I see signs. You know, Jesus, he gets us. I saw a sign on the store today. It says, "My dog, he gets me." What do we need Jesus for? My dog, he gets me. Watch the Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, some football game the other day, national championship for college football. Big ad. I'm sure they spent millions of dollars. Jesus, he gets us. Guy writes a reply up on up, up on in front of his store. My dog, he gets me. <laughs> we have, you know, it's the old saying when the when the Marines were at war in 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 Korea, 
They're utterly surrounded by the Chinese. And the general says, hey, we're in a perfect position. We can attack in any direction. I feel that's the way for the church. If we would but open up our mouths and say the forbidden, say the things that are racist and sexist and homophobic and transphobic and queerphobic and intolerant and divisive, and especially that are anti-Semitic, because Jesus Christ said every one of those things. Covered those a lot here at bloodandfaith.com. Jesus Christ goes to Jesus and says, hey, <laughs> hey, Jews, Jews, you're the devil's kids. You're the devil's children. They murder him. They murder him. They murder him. They killed him. By the way, Stephen points out that they murdered him. Peter points out that they murdered him. John points out that they murdered him. Not the Romans, not the Europeans. The Jews murdered Jesus Christ. Church won't say that. Church won't say it. We can't, they're number one. Church is number one. We can't offend the Jew. Stephen goes out there at the cost of his life. He says, hey, y'all murdered Jesus Christ. You murdered the prophets. Your fathers murdered the prophets. Now you murder the righteous one. Paul is standing right there murdering him. Later on, by the grace of God, Paul con Saul converts. He becomes Paul. He changes his name and he disavows Judaism, utterly disavows it. He ain't no Judeo-Christian, nothing. He spends his whole life preaching against the Judaizing influences in the church. He spends his whole life preaching against the Judaizing influences in the church. Oh, you know, we which want to be Jews. No, oh, to hell. Hell, hell you do. No, you don't. He says this about the Jews. He says, listen, the Jews, they murdered the prophets. They murdered Jesus Christ. They drove us out. They keep us from preaching the gospel. They're hostile to all mankind. And the wrath of God has come upon them to the utmost. If you're a Jew, you call, call yourself a Jew. First of all, stop calling yourself a Jew. If you are a Jew, say what Paul said. Say what Paul said. Otherwise, go home. Wear your little demon cross. It ain't the star of David. It's the star of Moloch. Jesus Christ, he ascends into heaven. He comes down, he talks to John about 95 AD, long after Jerusalem's destroyed. Temple's destroyed, Jerusalem's destroyed. The nation of is the, the ancient nation of it is gone. Not entirely, we'll get to that. David was a white man, I think I told you that. Ruddy skin and beautiful eyes. Ruddy skin and beautiful eyes. There's a reason Satan wants to wipe out the white race. The Jews aren't real Jews. These people running around the day calling themselves Jews, they're not real Jews. They're liars. They're liars. Said Jesus Christ. Said Jesus Christ. And they're the synagogue of Satan. Said Jesus Christ. And he teaches this and he says this to the white and European church. In the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3, there's seven letters written to seven different churches. Every one of those letters goes to a white and Christian church, a European church, a European church, a European church. All seven of the churches in the book of Revelation, or European churches. They're all in Western Asia Minor. This was a European area at that time. These are colonies of Greece and Rome. There's a reason the New Testament is written in a European language. That's where the 12 tribes of Israel go. And this is why there's been a genocide attempt against Europeans ever since. And the Jews, who are damned by God, that, does that sound better than saying it the other way around? They're damned by God. They're damned by God of doing everything they can to assist Satan in sending the nations to genocide the white race. I'm telling you, King David had ruddy skin and beautiful eyes. Abnormal eyes, abnormally beautiful. They're different. The Africans come, the Huns come, the Mongols come, the Muslims come, all trying to genocide the white and Christian race. Look what's happened in Southern Africa. A beautiful Christian race down there. 
Englishmen, Boers, build a Christian civilization down there. Then the African comes down to wipe them out, drives them out of their own land. And who's egging them on? It's the Jews. Why do you think there's an invasion of the United States today? Because that's what the Jews want. Wipe out the white and Christian race. I want this to ring from the pulpits. I want the pastors to wake up and realize that the Antichrist is here. The Antichrist is here. The beast is here. It's not coming. It's here. I want the Christians to do that. And Christians, you either need to fire your pastor or pastor, you need to fire your congregation. One of the two. But, but, but everybody's trying to make everybody happy and keep their mouths shut. If you're keeping your mouth shut to keep the Jews happy, you betray Jesus Christ. You, if you keep your mouth shut to make the Antichrist happy, you've betrayed Jesus Christ. If you keep your mouth shut in order to placate the beast that now rules, that now rules, that now rules, you've betrayed Jesus Christ. Come out of her, my church. It's, it's, not, it's not you know some spooky little weird thing. Look, the beast rules, world empires rule, the Antichrist rules. Who's the Antichrist? It's he, it's they who renounce the Son, who don't accept the Son as the Messiah of God. That's the very definition of a Jew. That's the very definition of a Jew. And that's been true biblically. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, Timothy, 1st and 2nd, 3rd John. I'm not inventing something that I read in, in a book by, you know, some 1970s author about, you know, the end times. John said, hey, right now there's many antichrists. The, the spirit of the antichrist, there are many, there's many, it's, it's here now. And if you can't fight the antichrist that's literally in front of you, that runs the world today, you ain't going to fight some featured dude that shows up with a nice suit, a couple of horns. You're not. If you can't open up your mouth today and fight the same people that Jesus Christ fought and the apostles fought and the disciples fought, you're not going to open up your mouth and fight some future Antichrist. You're not. If you've already submitted yourself to the Antichrist of today, you will submit yourself to the Antichrist of tomorrow. You don't need to have repentance and the fear of Jesus Christ you know, in 20 years when the other Antichrist comes if you can't face the Antichrist of today. And the beast of today that rules the world, along with the whore, the whore, the whore of Babylon. It's all there, first and second Jeremiah, 16th chapter of Ezekiel. I'm not inventing, it's all in the scriptures. I don't need a book, I don't need some, you know, I don't know, Bible, you know, what was that? The last days, Bible writers from the 1970s, I don't even remember their names anymore. What I'm telling is in the scriptures. These people are liars. They call themselves Jews. They have nothing to do with the biological descendants of Israel. Got nothing to do with them. They're liars. They're frauds. They're identity thieves. Jesus Christ announced it. He said it. He warned us. Those who call themselves Jews, but they're not, and they're, they're liars. They're the, Satan of, they're the synagogue of Satan. He says it twice. He doubles down on it. And the Jews of, of, of John 8, they were not the descendants of Israel. But the church has been hoodwinked. The church has been convinced that somehow anybody that shows up can be a theological tranny. Oh, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. And you look at all the politicians and say, well, I'm a Jew. I'm practically a Jew. Saw a little video of, of old uh, that old black guy. Uh, what's his name? Obama? Well, I'm practically a Jew, he says. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You practically are. For all goods and purposes, you are a Jew. And you're just as worthless. Devil's your daddy. Mr. Little, almost a Jew, black man, Obama. Does that offend you? Does that offend you? Why does the church bend over backwards to, to, to not offend the world, but will literally walk away from the words of Jesus Christ? Literally will walk away and renounce it and denounce it. 
well, I just, I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms and homophobia and racism. And Jesus comes out, he looks at the Jews, he says, you're the devil's children. The church will run for that. Run, flee in terror. Don't you ever say that. You can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. Jesus is a Jew. Jesus is a Jew. Jesus is a Jew. They make this stuff up. They make up a new religion. Father of Jesus Christ was not a Jew. The father of Jesus Christ is not a Jew. Never was, never will be. Look, we got an opportunity if we will take it. We're, we're, we're into the Civil War in the United States of America. I don't know how this Texas thing is going to pop out. Almost like they want to provoke something so that they can clean up, destroy, and, and wipe out and genocide the white and Christian race here in, here in North America. I think that's why Biden's pushing it. I could be wrong. I, I may be imagining things. You got all, you got 10 million God knows who have come in, Chinamen, Africans. We'll put them in the army, have them, have them crush the rebellion. I don't know. I don't know. You think I'm crazy? Can you imagine two years ago or three years ago saying that Obama's, what's his name, Biden's going to open up the doors and, and, and bring in 20 million illegals? Nobody could have imagined that. That's what he's done. Who are, advisors? Who are his advisors? Who is his staff? Who is his cabinet? You know who it is. It's all on purpose. Who runs the who runs uh, Blackstone, Blackwater, whatever, Blackstone? Who runs all these big, who runs Hollywood? Who runs the TV shows? Who runs the press? Come on. Watching TV the other day, NBC, I think I mentioned this. We got literally, we're, we're, we're at, at the brink of civil war in the United States. Won't mention it. Won't mention the invasion. Won't mention the constitutional crisis where the, the governor of, of Texas tells, tells the president of the United States to bugger off. What am I asking you to do? I'm asking you to open up your mouth. Open up your mouth especially you, preacher. Open up your mouth. Defy the Jew, just like Jesus Christ did. Defy the Jew like Paul did. Paul renounced the Jews. He renounced them. Renounced Judaism, renounced the Jews. He says they're the devils. He's, he says they're hostile to all mankind. He says the Jews are hostile to all mankind. Paul said the Jews are hostile to all mankind. How come that won't come out of the pulpit? Jesus Christ said they're not even real Jews. They're false Jews. They're liars. They're the Satan, Satan synagogue. Why won't that come out of the pulpit? If, if we're going to get anywhere, we have to repent of treason. The church has to repent of treason. The church has to repent of being ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ, renouncing the words of Jesus Christ, denying the words of Jesus Christ, changing the words of Jesus Christ. Anybody adds to or takes away from the words of this letter? Isn't that the last scripture of the book of Revelation? The name be taken out of the book of life. Jesus Christ says the Jews, they're not real Jews, they're false Jews, they're the synagogue of Satan, said Jesus Christ twice back to back verifying it. Church takes that out of the scriptures. How do they take it out? They, they never preach it, won't preach it, won't preach it, refuse to. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the devil and his children. I'm worried about my brethren. I'm worried about the church. We literally live in a world where the beast rules and the antichrist rules, and, and the church is happy with this. Oh, oh, we'll stay out of politics and we'll never criticize the Jews. Bow down and worship the beast and the antichrist. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish pastors would get this. Yeah, you're going to lose your congregation. Or you can fire your congregation. Fire them. Just fire them. Just say, get out of here. Jesus Christ. He's talking to the, his followers. He's talking to his followers. Got a nice congregation there, two, three hundred people there. Turns around, he looks at them. He says, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. They said, God, you're, you're crazy. And they turn around, they walk away. Jesus Christ fired his congregation. And he looks at the disciples. He looks at his deacons. Looks at his deacons. He says, you want to leave too? See ya. Adios. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. You can't handle this. Bye. Bye. He fired his congregation and he tried to fire his deacons. Tried to fire his apostles. 
Also said, well, we ain't got nowhere else to go. <laughs> so they stuck with him. Most of them did. Not all of them did. This dug deep. When he said this, it dug deep. And not all of them followed Jesus Christ to the end. There's one man that didn't. And people treat him like he's some weird thing out there. Judas Iscariot was called of Jesus Christ, chosen of Jesus Christ, trained of Jesus Christ, had intimate fellowship with Jesus Christ, preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, healed the sick and cast out demons. And at the end of the day, he sides with the Jews. At the end of the day, he sides with the Jews. At the end of the day, he sides with the Jews. I want to keep the Jew happy. I want to make the Jews happy. After all, I can get, you know, I'm not trying to get rich. It's not like they gave me a billion dollars. It's just 30 pieces of silver. I got to make my way in the world. Jesus Christ has lost his doggone in mind. This is too hard. I can't do this. Hey, little accommodation here, you know, 30 pieces. So it's not, it's not like I'm selling my soul to the devil for 30 pieces. So it's not that, it's not enough to do that. But I'll take the money anyway because it's kind of with the right thing to do and the right, right I got to go down. How many pastors have done that? How many pastors have joined the fraternity of Judas Iscariot? How many Christians have joined the fraternity of Judas Iscariot? Not just pastors, Christians. Oh, I serve God, but oh, I'm going to worship the Antichrist. You're going to worship the Antichrist. You worship the Antichrist. You bow down to the Antichrist. You make excuses for the Antichrist. You agree with the Antichrist. You, you bow before the base, the world empire. Oh, I, you know, we need to submit to human authority. Jesus Christ didn't. Jesus Christ did not submit to human authority. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, no, he did. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, no, he did. Oh, yes, he did. No, he, well, then why did they kill him? Why did they murder him? Why did they murder him? They, murdered, they literally murdered Jesus Christ. Did Peter? We ordered you to speak no more in this man's name. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I will speak in his name. If we, do we obey God or do we man? I'm going to speak in his name. They try to murder him. Try to murder. They try to murder all of them. They're political, and they're anti-Semitic. The Jews would say they're anti-Semitic. They're political preachers, and they're anti-Semitic. Look, it's not. You have to make a decision. Open up your mouth and speak. Okay, and it's is it scary? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's scary. It is scary because your life will change forever. Your life will never be the same. You will have people hate you. People leave you. Wives will leave you, husbands will leave you, kids will leave you, your employer will fire you. You'll get kicked out of your own little synagogue over there. Why do you want to be in that synagogue anyway? I volunteered. If you want to know my bigger story, just Google my name. But I don't, you know, it's out there. Another little side story, I volunteered for some do-good organization, and you know, because they were begging for somebody to take notes or some ridiculous thing. And I said, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll, I'll do it, whatever. And he called me up. He said, you know, you're kind of an anti-Semite. We can't have you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost you. But you know what you're going to find if you, if you do this, if you go down this road, what you're going to find is you're going to find some liberty and you're going to find some freedom. You're going to find some freedom and some liberty that you know you didn't have. You never knew you had. You never knew what was there for because we constrain ourselves. I know, I know. I, I, work, I work for three different churches, got fired from all three of them. Or de- unvolunteered from two of them and fired from the third one. It, whatever doesn't doesn't matter. They're not. It's it's just the way it is. But aside from that fact, I always felt like you know what? I can't talk about the things that I really want to talk about. Can't talk about the things that really burn in my heart. And none of the stuff I've been talking about for the last six or seven or eight years now was on my heart twenty, thirty years ago. I had other things that I wanted to talk about. Christian nations for sure. Christian nations for sure. Didn't understand the whole thing about uh, Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, John 8.44. I, under, I understood that later. But, you know, it, the church didn't want to hear it. 
The church didn't want to hear it. The church, the congregation didn't want to hear it. Well, that's political. Didn't want to hear it. And so, I don't know. Go cross the Rubicon, man. Cross the Rubicon. You'll, you'll have liberty and you'll have peace. You can get up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and, and be proud and be happy. Don't be a slave to your congregation, pastor. Don't be a slave to them. Fire them like Jesus fired his congregation. And, and if you have a recalcitrant pastor that sided with the Antichrist, he's got to go. Oh, baby, you want civil war? You want a reformation in America? Baby, it's got to start in the pulpits. It's got to start in the congregation. It's got to start in the churches. We're in this fix because the church submitted and bent the knee to the Antichrist. That's why. And the Antichrist has genocide on tap for the white and Christian race. Oh, you can't say that. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.